You're listening to the Wander Well Podcast. Learn how to create your own reality, live your calling, and find inner peace. We cover self-care, wandering, and manifesting. Welcome. I'm your host, Katie J. Before we get started with this week's episode, I want to invite you to my free manifestation masterclass. I'm Katie J, and I'm a spiritual wellness coach. If you are a personal trainer, entrepreneur, business leader, coach, content creator, yoga instructor, parent, anyone approaching transition in their life, or in a position to empower others, you do not want to miss out on this free resource. In the class, we discuss what is manifesting and how to manifest, common misconceptions that cause people to unknowingly self-sabotage their own desires from manifesting into reality, and how to set goals that work with your subconscious mind instead of against it. To access the class, head on over to wanderwellacademy.com forward slash masterclass. That's wanderwellacademy.com forward slash masterclass. Let's get on with the episode. Today we have Carly on the podcast and Carly is one of my good friends from yoga teacher training. I sat next to her on the first day and just rolled out my mat next to her, turned to her, smiled, and started telling her about my dog. And immediately we became besties because of that. Right, Carly? Yes. And she has been the lovely godmother of my dog for the longest time. So (laughs) we are very (laughs) and share custody basically of my dog. Carly, can you introduce yourself and just tell us, you know, where you're calling in from and what you had for breakfast today? What I had for breakfast? Well, yes. Hey, um, I'm Carly. Thank you for having me today. What did I have for breakfast? By the way, yes, Huli is definitely like a child to me as well. Um, And I love him very much, just for the record. And he also loves yoga very much. Mm. Anyway, for breakfast this morning, that was not that long ago. Um, oh, I had a smoothie. I had a smoothie this morning from Juiceland. It was really, really good. And now I'm uh, sipping on some tea. And I'm calling in from Austin, Texas. It's kind of a cooler day today. It's a little bit drizzly outside, but um, tis the season. It's definitely when it's cold outside, I'm actually pretty productive because I don't feel like I want to go outside and play. Absolutely. Yeah. So, I, it's, yes. I can't quite relate because it's perfect <laughs> weather down here in Costa Rica yeah. but I know mm-hmm. I've, you know obviously we both lived in Austin so um but you haven't lived in Austin your whole life where all have you lived and where do you where no. someone says where are you from what do you say so when people ask me where I'm from I think it changes <laughs> every time because I mean I've been here the majority of my life I've been in Austin for about 15 years now but before that like my childhood years were in Salt Lake City, Utah, specifically a little area called Sandy, and had a really amazing childhood, got to play in the snow and have all sorts of seasons growing up. For that, I was in 
Colorado Springs and I was born in California. When people ask me where I'm from, I usually end up telling that short story um, that I have family in California. I'm there once a year. I have family in Tennessee, usually there once a year. But Austin's definitely been, it's been a home. It's been a home for me. But there were some times in my um, journey here in Austin where I was ready to get out, but it's, it's, it's home for sure. Okay. So Austin is your home now. And you mentioned on the little pre-interview thing that you wanted to talk about mindful energy. What on earth is that? And you know, where did it come from? What is it? Okay. So mindful energy is a passion project, if you will, that I have been working on since July of this year, July of 2018. Um, It kind of came about I'm being completely honest, it came about from a conversation of me kind of complaining to our mutual friend, Amy. We were talking about, you know, just how her, I was talking about how I wish that there was more resources for kids. I had just watched this documentary about teenage suicide and it was heartbreaking to me. And I was just like, man, the rise of social media has put a lot of pressure on kids. and I think that there are amazing things about social media, but I also think there's a lot of things that have kind of a negative impact on certain individuals. So I was just, I was thinking about, man, this is really sad. This is really hard. How can, why aren't they doing something about this? Like, why are they not teaching yoga in schools? Why are they not teaching people how to meditate? And we kind of sat there and I was like, oh my gosh we could totally do something about this. Like I could do something about this. And the quote, there's a quote that I've, that's kind of stuck out to me. Honestly, I don't really remember when it, when it really stuck out to me, but I've seen it quite a few times over the few years. This has always been one of those quotes that I'm like, ah, it just kind of hits you right in the heart space. And it's be who you needed when you were younger. And I struggled a lot when I was younger with feeling understood not really knowing how to handle the fire that lives within me and not knowing how to manage anxiety. Mindful Energy is an after-school program designed to empower kids to tap into their high, their highest selves. It's an eight-week program. It's supposed to help children understand what feelings are and knowing that feelings are normal and okay to have. It's supposed to really manage anxiety. I think studies have shown that anxiety is at an all-time high, depression, all-time high, suicide, all-time high, and all these things stem from anxiety. And this is going to be kids from ages like eight and nine, all the way up through high school, teaching them how to slow down and breathe and kind of nail down what it is that they're actually feeling. Because when you understand something that you're feeling, it has less power over you. And when you're able to share those feelings with other people, you also find support. And, you know, I was, I used to be one of those people that was like, I can do it all by myself. I'm independent, blah, blah, blah. And one of the most humbling things that I've experienced in my life is like the friendships that I have with my, my tribe. And, you know, that includes you, like having the, the support and just constant uplifting encouragement those around me to keep doing what 
my heart was designed to do. So that's kind of what I want kids to learn. I want kids to discover their inner power, discover their inner truth so they can feel empowered to make the best decisions for themselves instead of making decision, decisions based on what they feel pressured to do based upon parental expectations or society expectations, but really doing what is aligning with their purpose in life or what we call in yoga their dharma. I love that. And how so, long have you been practicing yoga? I'd say I've been, I'd say I've been practicing, like I've gone to yoga for probably 10 years. My practice really started to deepen kind of right before I decided to do teacher training. That's why I decided to do teacher training. I'm like, okay, there's something more going on here. It's not just about going in and flooding it out. And, you know, at the time kind of running away from the problems I was having, I was like, no, this is, oof, this is pretty deep. I should probably explore further. Um, So I'd say my practice became much deeper after yoga teacher training three years ago. Yeah, I could definitely agree with that statement for me as well. And I keep on, I kept on asking myself, why was it that I signed up for yoga teacher training? Because I was working from eight to eight every day and I was working this insane job and I had a puppy. I had just gotten a puppy and I decided to, you know, spend eight hours each day of my weekends, both Saturday and Sunday in yoga teacher training. And I was like, what? possessed me to do that. And I actually <laughs> realized that it was probably Huli and how powerful the vibration, the good vibration of a dog is in your life. And so oh. I was wondering, I know, I know, and I miss him so much right now, but um, the good news is he will be in Costa Rica. We will be reunited on the 22nd of December. Yes. So excited. But um, I wanted to know like what, what you said that you picked up your yoga, your yoga practice right before training, but what mm-hmm. convinced you? What was the turning point where you were like, I need to sign up for this training? It was, let's see. So I actually, I remember this very clearly. I was sitting on my computer and this was in the middle of me moving out from a house, uh, living with a bunch of friends and my then boyfriend and moving into a smaller apartment. And I was just, I was in this transitional phase. Um, no longer working at the place I'd worked at before, trying to find a new job. Many, many changes. I was kind of feeling like I was floating and I needed to find something to ground myself. And the only thing I knew that made me in my life at that point was yoga. So I, it was, I think it was maybe three days before my 25th birthday. And I was like, this is going to be my 25th birthday present to myself. And I just did it. I was like, it doesn't really make sense logically to spend the money on a teacher training right now, but it makes sense in every other way in my life. And it, and it feels, you know, it's like sometimes your mind is saying one thing, but the heart is saying another. And I was just, and one of, it was just one of those moments where I was like, I'm going to listen to my heart. And I'm really glad that I did. And that's, that's how yoga teacher training came about. And I think there was a few of us kind of maybe going through some similar changes in our lives. And so it was just so beautiful that we all got to come together and explore our yoga practice as a community. Yeah. And we all came together as this powerhouse when that happened. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Oh, yes. So kind of shifting back to mindful energy for a second. Mm -hmm. I recently Mm -hmm. learned that our, because as I'm 
I'm in, I'm in spend mode right now. I'm in Costa Rica. I'm putting the final touches on my manifestation course, and I am in sponge mode when it comes to content and information related to manifesting and law of attraction and all that stuff. So I recently learned that our subconscious mind is completely formed when we're seven years old, which mm-hmm. is really – really important to understand because that means our subconscious mind is seven years old. But that Mm -hmm. also means that it's extremely malleable at that time too. And you mentioned, and you know, obviously after that as well, but it takes a lot more, it takes a lot more repetition. It takes, that's why we like repeat mantras and repeat postures and we have to keep training ourselves uh, to learn like a new language or whatever it is after around that age. And so uh, yeah. I was just curious as to how you chose the ages that that mindful energy will serve. Well, the ages were chosen based on, I mean, I just believe that every single human, no matter how old they are, can benefit from this. But with kids, especially because like you said, they, their, their minds are extremely malleable and they're like sponges. So like, I remember like, the, I swear the only reason I remember certain Spanish words is because I learned them when I was in second grade. There's just certain, certain things that I know and I remember because I was told this at a young age and it sticks. So can you imagine being a kid, having someone having a conversation with you and saying like, no, like you are supported. You can do this. Like these, those feelings that you're feeling, those are valid. And here's, here's some tools that you can use to help that instead of being like, oh, don't cry. Like boys don't cry or you don't need to cry right now. You need to just sit and be still. It's like, you know what, what, what would happen if we explore what was going on and giving kids the feeling of support versus like abandonment because abandonment and those types of feelings have a really huge impact on our brains. And once we have certain patterns, it's really hard to break. It's kind of like you can't teach an old dog new tricks, which is, I don't think it's true at all. I think anyone is capable of learning at any age, but it does get harder, right? Because we create these patterns um, at a very young age. And until we kind of take a step back and maybe look in the mirror and be like, I kind of want to not do that anymore. It takes real work. So having that encouragement and support with kids can maybe help them um, make better decisions in the long run. It can help them, um, focus more in school. It can help with peer-to-peer relationships. It can help with parent-to-peer relationships. One of my long-term goals for Mindful Energy is to have weekend getaways where parents and kids get to actually experience a trip together and having uh, some teachers there, support there to encourage like healthy conversation, healthy, healthy moments for growth to happen. And I have been talking to a few therapists here in town. So I'm, I'm actually developing some content based upon their studies and based upon my life experiences. And I really want this to be something that can make a pretty large impact for, for kids because kids are, kids are the future. They just, they are. So we got to take, we got to take care of them the best that we can. How did you come up with the name Mindful Energy? I don't know. I think, well, mindfulness is the foundation of what this, what this organization, what this, this idea, this project is. And energy is something that I've learned more and more about this year. And energy is 
one of those things that's all around us, whether we acknowledge it or not. I, you know, I honestly don't know. It just kind of, I was playing with some words. I knew I wanted mindful or mindfulness or something like that in there. And energy is very real to me, very um, powerful. And I was just playing around with words one day and I was filling out the paperwork to establish the LLC and I wrote it out, mindful energy. And I was like, oh, okay, that sounds good. That's what it's going to be. And it's just stuck ever since. I just want to say that I really like it. (laughs) Thanks, KJ. Yeah, well, because you're absolutely right. Energy is all around us and it's within us. And as one thing that I've been struggling with and just kind of asking the universe to provide guidance for me on is how do I explain manifesting to somebody who's not spiritual? How do I explain manifesting Mm. to someone who's scientific? Because it's not that you have to be spiritual in order to manifest. And I, mm-hmm. I've, I've just felt very called towards making it, making my curriculum accessible to everybody. And so yeah. energy is something that, I mean, at the level- It's of, scientific. It's scientific. Yeah. It's, we are all made up of energy. So I love it. I think that it's perfect. <laughs> so this is mindfulenergyaustin.com, right? That is your yes. where people can find more information. Is it only going to yep. be in Austin? Um, to start, um, the short answer is no. It's not always going to be in Austin. I am starting in Austin because this is where I have an incredible network. And I think that um, there's a population to be served here. Long-term goal is to grow. Outside of Austin, you know, maybe other cities in Texas, and eventually I would love to make it um, nationwide. So there's a story that you shared with me uh, <laughs> that I want to share on the podcast because which one? There was, there was, <laughs> <laughs> no, no, don't worry, it's a good one. So I think <laughs> might have taken place at the yoga studio that you used to work at, but um, someone mm-hmm. said, "How on earth are you going to do this in very conser- in a very conservative state such as mm-hmm. Texas?" And your response was. Just watch me. Yes. <laughs> Which I love. Yes. It's like there can be so many barriers in your way, but it doesn't matter. Yeah. I think his his words were, yeah, you think that you can, yeah, do something like this in such a conservative state. Yeah. And it's exactly why I said I looked him down the eye and I said, watch me. And it was one of those responses where I was like, oops, sorry, I wasn't trying to be super aggressive but it was just it was almost like my my soul was just like like Mm -hmm. it's gonna no like watch it is gonna happen because this is this is so much bigger than this is this really has it doesn't really have anything to do with me it has to do with I mean it does have to do with me I'm creating this but it's the reason behind it is for a much bigger purpose it's truly because it would be amazing to see our society functioning on a different level than it is right now. To me, it almost seems like we're just a little bit disconnected still. We're connected in the, in the sense of like, everyone has a phone, everyone has a computer and like social media, like we're connected in that sense. But there's still a lot of, there's a lot of disconnection with even peer to peer relationships. And it seems like people are still struggling to have those open and honest raw conversations about what's really going on in life and that's when people start to feel 
isolated and things just kind of start to spiral out of control from there. And I, and I say this just based upon my own experience in life, things that I went through when I was younger and just feeling like, oh my gosh, like no one understands me. Like I don't have anyone to talk to. I have all this anxiety and fear and like, it looks like so-and-so is doing so much better than I am. Just the constant comparison and in reality, like we're all doing the same thing. We're all, we all experience the same feelings. Our circumstances are different, but we all experience the same types of feelings. So what if we just taught kids how to deal with that, how to communicate about that and just kind of bypass the almost like game we tend to play in some situations. So when a kid goes to this after school program, Mm -hmm. goes to mindful energy, what will they be doing? What is the curriculum? So right now that is what I am creating. Um, But it's going to be, so especially for the younger kids, it's mostly going to be games. I know that kids, especially after a full day of school, have zero interest in sitting still for an hour long. So I I want it to be interactive. I want it to be something where they can let out some energy. See, there it is, energy. So where they can let out, you know, some of that stagnant energy that they've, you know, that happens during the day at school and teach games and play games. And then, you know, after they've let out some of their steam, sit down and kind of have a conversation about it. That's what I'm creating right now with therapists I've been talking to, school teachers I've been meeting up with. And it's going to be some trial and error too. I know that what I write or what I have written down right now is probably not going to be the same thing that it's that we'll be using a year from now, but um, I'm going to see what works best and continue to move forward from there. And then the the curriculum will obviously change as the age groups change. So when I get to middle school and high school, it'll probably be a little bit, uh, a little easier to talk about what energy is or what frequency is, or even what some certain yoga practices are. And they'll, it'll be a little bit easier for them to understand versus the younger kids. So the curriculum will change as the groups get older. But again, it's just going to be one of those things. I'll get in there and I'll see what works and keep the stuff that works and can the things that don't. Absolutely. Yeah. I And I get that as when it comes to starting a business, there's a lot of, there's a lot of unknowns and that can be really scary sometimes, but mm-hmm. it sounds like you're using quite a few people in your network and you're being very resourceful. And so I'm really excited to see what comes out of this. And a lot of my excitement is because I think this is something that I know this is something that I could have benefited from at this age, at that age. Because of that, I'm so pumped to financially, you know, back you in any way that I can. And so, you know, this is like, this is the first time that I've, that I'll be announcing this publicly, but, you know, a percentage of the proceeds that I get from my coaching from podcast sponsorships, from uh, courses that I sell is going to go directly to you. And so I, w- I just want, I want to know like where, where is that money going and like how, how will that mm-hmm. be helpful for you in, in setting up mindful energy? Where is that money? How, is, how will it be used? Yes. First of all, thank you so, so much. It really is an honor to be supported by my friends and even just the tiniest bit goes such a long way. So really thank you. It means so much that you are supporting a very big thing that is near and dear to my heart. 
So, so much gratitude. And uh, so right now, right now, really the money is just going towards right now, it's spreading the word, marketing pieces and website development. And, you know, the money it costs to um, film certain videos, and I'm going to need to have certain supplies for the courses that we're doing. And it's not much, but things like maybe a few yoga mats here and there. And I'm going to have uh, a little bit of cost that comes about when we're printing, uh, printing items out. Like, you know, kids are going to be going home with, I don't want to say homework items that they can use to just kind of add on to their, their toolkit. So sending them home with a physical sheet of paper, it's like, here's what we talked about today. Here's how you can apply this to your everyday life. It's just like, like the yoga practice. We practice on our yoga mat and like, can you take this off, you know, outside of the mat? In, the, in these beginning stages, a lot of this is going towards research, development, and marketing. It's just spreading the word about what is happening and what's going on. And, um, and I will have to, you know, I'm going to be hiring teachers um, over the next few months. And uh, that will obviously help out with being able to pay their salary as well. Awesome. A lot of operational costs. I love it. Yeah, that's and mm-hmm. it's something that I've as I'm learning more and more about manifesting, I've learned that when your dreams, when your desires include a financial gain in order to almost guarantee that that happens is to make it bigger than yourself, right? Like it's not like I just mm-hmm. want money so that it can sit in my bank and I can stare at it, right? That doesn't help anyone. Right. That's not improving the world. I don't just want money. I want to improve the world and raise the consciousness of humanity. And I am so excited about mindful energy because it has to start with the young, right? Like there's a lot of- yes us adults who are really ingrained in our ways and I can work on adults as long as, you know, until, until the cows come home, as they say. (laughs) But, but if we're not investing in our future, then, you know, why even bother? And so Mm -hmm. I'm super excited to back you and to see where this goes and to, and to check in with you you a year from now and be like, what mm-hmm. have you, what's, what is this created? What have I contributed to? I mean, obviously we'll be checking in before mm-hmm. that, but I mean, <laughs> formally. <laughs> right. Yes. So thank my, you. Yeah, absolutely. Carly. My, my last question is you mentioned at the beginning of this podcast that you, the quote that you, that really resonated with you is what would you tell your, or what, you know, be the person that uh, you're, you need it as a child, right? And so what, mm-hmm, would you, mm-hmm. what would you tell your eight-year-old self who obviously was, you know, going through some stuff with the fire within her and didn't have the resources mm-hmm. that she needed? What would you tell her? I would tell her to never doubt herself. I let her know that whatever she wants to do, she can accomplish uh, she is smart, she is capable, and she is full of love that needs to be spread around to the world. And that's, what, that's, that's definitely what I want uh, other children to feel after going through this program. I'm sure they will. I'm sure they will. <laughs> <laughs> I think well, they will too. Yeah, yeah. Well, Carly, thank you 
so much for your time today and for really showing up and sharing your beautiful story with us and sharing your intentions. And I'm just so excited to watch how it manifests. Thank you, Katie. Thank you for having me. It was an honor and I'm very excited as well. And uh, yeah, I'm excited for both of us uh, as we continue to fulfill our purpose in life. Mm. Amen. Mm. <laughs> Pura <Free> vida. Girl. <laughs> That is it for this week on the podcast. I thoroughly enjoyed sharing my bestie Carly's story with you all. To learn more about her and Mindful Energy, head on over to MindfulEnergyAustin.com or follow her on Instagram, MindfulEnergyAustin. See you next week on the podcast and have a fantastic week. Music for this episode can be found on soundstripe.com.